about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know Spending time all alone Sending my to the phone Dreaming of a better home Wing while focused on trying to hone This craft Witchcraft I hope the brujas Let this last Little Jose. <laughs> Shouts out to Watts with our great song outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you're better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us again on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to jump in that way back machine. We're going to take a DeLorean. We're going to go to 88, okay? Walter, who was just, we were just listening to, I got a phone call one day. Hey, I am back from Brooklyn, and I want to hang out. Let's go get some lunch. And we go out to this incredible pizza spot. We get some lunch. He's like, oh, by the way, my dear friend, Chesky, is going to come along. And I had only really heard of Chesky because you know he'd been moving and, and shaking into different directions but there this incredible man comes through and we eat some broccoli pizza and we have an incredible conversation about everything and anything and then I'm blessed to see a performance at the space ballroom and this man unplugs his acoustic guitar jumps off of stage sits down on one of the poles and has a campfire sing-along with the entire crowd Never in my life have I seen someone so absolutely captivating where any single concert could be considered almost like a religious experience. That is what happens when you see this man. And on top of all of that, he's actually a really good human being. You know, we've talked about it on the show a, a bunch of times, like when, when my brother passed to look at a message. This man is on tour with the co-defendants playing stadiums and arenas and festivals. And he messaged me to make sure I was okay. So for that and that alone, this man is always going to be the highest place of my heart and in my record player. I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and two. We don't need any accidents, but heart. Use your heart hands and put them together. The incredible, the amazing, the awesome, Chesky Ramos. How you doing, brother? Welcome back. All right. Um, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. And thank no you for doubt. that wonderful intro. That was very heartfelt. And, <laughs> and I well, know I know it's it's all from it's all fact too. So yeah. Thank <laughs> you. And, and and it's really interesting too because you're almost kind of like the Steve Martin of this show because I've mentioned you uh, or the co-defendants project. Almost like every other week, um, <laughs> because you, you know, are an early supporter of, of that project. I can oh, say, yeah. oh yeah, as soon 100%. as it was kind of announced, you were on it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, let's go. Um, but what's super, super, super interesting, you know, with with my time at the state house and everything, and I kind of got to see a little different side of all of it, even to the fact of of the amazing uh, Zeta, who you are playing with in September at the ballroom as yes. well. So. We're, we're going to plug that a whole bunch of times in this wonderful interview because tickets are on sale now. Yes, but, they are. Um, they were playing, uh, and it was uh, at the State House, and it had to be a rescheduled show because of a snowstorm. And it was like just a day difference. Um, and here, here we are, me and Mike Voice, 
you know, playing the co-defendant's record, you know, as the warm up was what we do every day. We walk in, put on the co-defendant's record. We go outside for a safety meeting <laughs> um, and then we come back inside, you know, and Zayda just starts looking at us and, you know, like, oh, you, you like this? Uh, you like this record? We're like, yeah, we like this record. This is us. We're like, no, it's not. We know the guy that does this. This is not you. And it was incredible. They're like, no, you're, you're wrong. We're actually in one of the music videos and everything. Yeah. Uh, it was <laughs> yeah. so incredible to see your reach. And also, even though when you are on tour and bringing, if you have the opportunity to be back to support a friend, you know, uh, you, I, I've seen that many a times where you would just kind of like walk in and not only just walk in, but you throw your hoodie up. So it was all about the people that were performing. And not about, oh, my gosh, Chesky's here. Um, was that just something that was ingrained in you? Is that so, because, you know, yeah, in I this think, industry, that's act, that, that's against everything we've ever told. I think it's because I come out of the hardcore punk scene, you know, honestly. And um, and we used to, it was very frowned upon to just to just bail after your band went on. Or, you mm. know what I mean? It was all about, like, supporting each other in those shows. And we would stay all night. And I was always... I don't know. I, I go to any show, any genre at the mm-hmm. at a spot called the tune in when I first moved mm-hmm. in Haven. And um, that's just how we did it. We supported each other because, you know, that's how it works. It's a, uh, it's a mutual respect thing. So, so yeah, if I, if I do come to town and um, a friend is playing and I'm, I'm around, I, I'll try to make it out. If I'm not completely dead from the travel, um but um yeah i was even i got to see my homie zach g play as a chop 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 uh <laughs> the other night it's the, the day i landed into town it just worked out that way so you know it was a lot of fun it it's a good reminder too that i'm a i'm a fan of live music and, mm-hmm. and i grew up being a part of that culture of going to shows all the time i was like my social space so it's it's nice to be reminded of it because once when you're playing the shows all the time sometimes you can get a little bit um sometimes you don't it's a, it's a different experience um being in the audience and not having you know being a fan again it's like i i like to remind myself that that's the reason i do this so and that's honestly one of the most important things is you know to remember and say to hold on to that love of appreciating the art, not just appreciating the creation of the art. And that's something that, you know, you, you and I have had many conversations sitting in the doorway, just talking about incredible artists, like uh, your last show at the State House with Indigo, who we're going to be having on the show. Uh, Indigo's in incredible. Elm City, mm-hmm. coming out to Elm City. Indigo, Indigo, I think, has just wild potential. It's going to be, and it's on top of it already like the stage presence they had at that state house performance mm-hmm. it blew me away it was just like you could be on you know i <laughs> had just been playing i've just been playing arenas and the biggest stages of my life this year and i could definitely see indigo holding that space and so when i when i recognize an artist like that i'm like i'm blown away especially when they're that young 
No, it's incredible. And also, I mean, your your eye for talent or your your heart for appreciation is absolutely amazing. You know, because of some of the shows that you've flipped through or have suggested, you know, we were able to connect with uh Miles Bolin, who's phenomenal mm-hmm. artist. I mean, one Has Miles been on the show? No, that's coming soon. No. They, you know, they they uh <laughs> they're not great with schedules. <laughs> Miles bit very busy. Yeah, Miles yeah, always yeah. traveling. Yeah. yeah, more than almost more than me, probably more than me. So. You know, but I, again, lyrically, uh, I re- again remember at the state house. You know, the minute they said "healing hurts like you're swallowing bruises," I was like, okay, I have to go back and rewrite everything. I need to be a better lyricist. I need to 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 up my game. Um, and you seem to run with artists that are like that on a regular basis um Mm. is that a choice for you or is that just something that you naturally stumbled into no i think i think it's a choice to some degree i i I like i don't care what genre you're making if if your music moves me then i'm then i i'm there for it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and um a lot of times i'm moved by lyrics i'm a i'm a lyric based Mm. songwriter doesn't matter if I'm playing a folk song or a hip hop song or a punk rock song. I think any genre can have can move somebody. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's never. That's why a lot of the music we put out on Fake Four has been stuff that moves me lyrically, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what works with Miles. I think Miles really connects and uh, gets open, as we would say back in our freestyle days when we would um when you really like break into when you really black out and get open mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as a freestyler that's like um i don't know it's almost uh it's almost uh, you you break into like a meditative state almost like you're you're no longer controlling um the words are just coming from you fluidly. I was never that good at that. I'm more of a writer, yeah. but I, I, <laughs> I know that uh, Miles comes from the, you know, the school of idea and Christoph mm-hmm. Crane. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously idea came from, was deeply inspired by artists that I was raised on like the Freestyle Fellowship. Mm-hmm. like a nine AC alone some of the greatest um freestylers of all time so um that's 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 kind of the the brightness I saw in miles and miles could tap into something in a freestyle that's as beautiful as anything written and um that was and now they're just making the best songs of their lives like you know he's a great spot yeah, they, they they really are absolutely incredible when it comes to that. And, and it's it's so interesting as you talk about like that blackout zone. Um, I think actually Miramoto Musashi covered that in the five rings, and that's the 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 emptiness scroll. When you do mm. something so many times that it becomes muscle memory and you're mm. just really you're you're that amazing of a technician or a, you know a fighter or a samurai or a lyricist or a freestyler. Um, that's something yeah, yeah. You, you put hours yeah. and hours and hours into it to the point where, you know, it just becomes an extension of you. And I've seen guitarists be that good too. Actually, mm-hmm. my friend, my friend Thomas uh, from the Fall of Troy, 
is one of those guitarists where I was just like, whoa, this has just become an extension of your body. Or Prince, I'm watch, mm-hmm. watching old videos of Prince. I was just talking about that when Prince plays while my guitar gently weeps and he's held off, carried off mm-hmm. into the off stage. <laughs> that guitar is an extension of his body. Yep. He's not thinking about the notes or nothing no more. It's just, I don't know. It's just, um, yeah. I see that. I could see that with certain artists. I see it with um, Chris Conde as well. You know, mm-hmm. that lineup when we came back to uh, State House um, for the last time, unfortunately, um, that was a really <laughs> impressive lineup for me to, as a fan. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it definitely was. And it was so funny too, because um, I remember Lois coming up to me. He's like, you know, this lineup's dope. And he runs down the thing. I was like, yeah, no, they're great. <laughs> like, what do you, he's like what do you mean he's like you've heard i was like no i, I listen to them on all on a regular basis miles is a song with chris condy so now i got into chris condy's stuff i'd already seen indigo because uh they played with uh pink navel oh uh, yeah dev, dev is yeah. is a homie oh. yeah that's 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 another person we're, we're trying to get on the show but again oh schedule, yeah schedule dev, tough. that would be great yeah. to get on yeah. here yeah that's so, one of the most positive people i've ever met <laughs> and also represents the ruby yacht who are mm-hmm. you know a crew that i respect deeply um with their i don't even know if he'd want to be called a leader but i think it was i would it's safe to say it was started by rap ferreira mm-hmm. a good friend of mine so um yeah. who i've i first met when he was 19 so. well, yeah i'm always just inspired by yeah <laughs> yeah, who's playing guitar overseas for the first time. Yeah. You know? And, you know, yeah, I, I got a lot of love for that family. And it's just cool to see younger artists um, collectively growing. And they, uh, Rap Ferreira uh, just opened a new um, Soul Folks record store in Nashville, Tennessee. That's they awesome. had this great, this great community reunion. People came from all over the country. And even outside from outside of the country to just make share beats and just spend time. Like they spent like a whole weekend there. It's like, yeah, it's just I just love seeing that kind of thing. And People if I had find any, me weird about because I always want to go to Nashville for the music than the food. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. like, that's the craziest part. Like they, they tell me so much about the food, but I want to go for the music because I hear the community is so it's an interesting place and it's so welcoming it's it's insane over there. well first of all if you yeah Yeah. if you ever go to nashville Mm -hmm. you have to go to soul folks record store Mm -hmm. but also you should check out like third man record store which was is have you heard about third man Um, which is uh about third man yes um jack white Mm -hmm. yep he opened a records uh uh record label and record store but in there you could record your own seven inch record in a machine wow. and um it gets printed it's almost like a photo booth but you can go in and record a joint whether you know it's your voice or you pick up a guitar or whatever mm-hmm. and it comes out as a little seven inch vinyl and um there's a little venue next door mm-hmm. where they um they invite certain artists and then they press 12 inch vinyl mm-hmm. of whatever the show is so I know one. I know a few of my friends, AJJ and um, Y, for instance. They've both released um, 
vinyl from those performances. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in Nashville. And but it's also a strange, it's a big pop country mm-hmm. industry there. So you'll yeah. see the weirdest shows you'll ever see. Also, so I remember <laughs> I remember just kicking it with my good friend, rest in peace, Ross, kid dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and going to shows around town, and it would be like a 16-year-old girl who was the singer-songwriter mm-hmm. with a band of these OG 60, 70-year-old country guys back in her <laughs> and that's done all around that city because there's this whole industry of building up singer songwriters to be the next taylor swift mm-hmm. or whatever you know mm-hmm. my wife uh, was gonna be the next uh shesky on wnhhlp 103.5 fm <laughs> new haven myself prestige and my partner in crime long island raised elm city made ez blues in ah. the building uh chesky do you ever get lost when you perform because it feels like another person is coming out it feels like i'm not talking to that person right now performing like you're so cool and laying back and calm collecting now but when you immerse yourself into the crowd i never seen so much interaction when it comes to an audience tell me about that yeah it's the same thing i was kind of mentioning before i yeah. definitely become um yeah, it's not the same state of mind. Mm-hmm. It's like this whole I, I, I can only call it like a meditative state, <laughs> or, <laughs> or uh, that's even an odd expression because it is very high energy. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just kind of break into another mode. It's it's still me. It's very much me. But mm-hmm. I, I, at times I've called it superhuman mode. And that's why I've injured myself so many times, oh. injured my body so many times performing oh. because I stopped thinking about those consequences. I'm just like, boom, this is the, this is what we do. I, I get out of my brain. And um, that means I've jumped off of things that were too high for my body, mm. cut myself and broken bones. And, mm. and it's because I don't, <laughs> I don't have the same I don't have the same type of everyday fear when I'm on a stage, <laughs> which is completely unreasonable, illogical, whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just did it the other day. I messed up my currently have a messed up foot, which is, is a, has become a has become a common thing in my um, as, mm-hmm. as I age. But yeah, I jumped. I jumped off a. I, I've been jumping off of festival stages, which I'd say very oh. few of my peers do <laughs> <laughs> and i was too the first time i started playing these big shows with no effects i was like i will never jump off these stages because it feels actually dangerous it's like okay if i jump off of this stage i'm actually going to injure myself just to get a little added applause and right. connect a little bit more it's not worth it i remember um I remember Hup like surfing on a subwoofer and it was oh shaky. Goodness. And I felt like that scene in uh ever seen that movie Teen Wolf from the 80s? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. He's like surf, car surfing. surfing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like that because the, the subwoofer was bouncing <laughs> up and down. Mm-hmm. I'm like during fast ones, I got on the subwoofer, that was the closest I got to the audience. <laughs> and I tiptoed back onto the stage, thinking, nah, it ain't worth it. But this last show to come, I jumped off the stage. It was way too tall to even get back up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hold on, I gotta run to the back. Can you let me through? <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of times I'm playing in these dress shoes. 
Yeah. Oh, so. oh my goodness. Dress. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Your feet had to be barking. Oh, but yes, yeah, they, they bark. <laughs> they're, they growl. They, they howl. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, that's it's it's kind of that <laughs> illogical space that of the blackout of the mm-hmm. performance blackout mm-hmm. that I'm just like I'm trying to make, I'm trying to connect no matter what, and mm. so. and connect you do. Are there different approaches from an East Coast crowd and a West Coast crowd? Because I know you've been everywhere. I've been looking at the Instagram and the social media. You will perform. Doesn't matter where, <laughs> what time or place. Yeah, I mean, I think it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I've learned to read crowds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're in front of a crowd that's like, okay, what they want is an intimate, quiet connection, right, and that's right. kind of performance that like Miles has mm-hmm. mastered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When you're, when you're in a punk rock crowd with ten thousand people in front of you, mm-hmm. it's a different animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what they want. <laughs> it's, it's to injure each other in yeah. a dusty pit. <laughs> How do we make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's super interesting because you know, um, in playing the different type of genres that you played in and playing mm-hmm. the different type of you start to see that because I remember even like when Champagne when first started coming through, a lot of the rock crowd didn't necessarily understand us, and a lot of so we would go there and feel like I don't know what's going on, but then we start to play hip hop shows, and because I also like to black out and be in the moment. And that moment might mean I go run down the hallway or kick kick open the, the, the smoker's door, you know, and do something just because I felt like it needed to happen there. Um, you know, hip, the hip hop crowds were like, yes, this is what it is. This person's in my face and I want it so much more. We started to see that we got more love there than we were at the rock crowds. And the rock crowds took a lot longer to get mm. used to the the singer might not be on stage for the entire show. He might be behind the bar making a drink. Um, oh, that's that's messed me up so many times. By the way, <laughs> so I could say at the history of me like moving the breaking the you know breaking out of yeah breaking the fourth yeah. wall and breaking off you know jumping off stage and there's been at least I'd say at least ten times where the sound people start packing up. <laughs> and by the time I'm there for my finale, there's no sound. <laughs> I had just brought everyone across the street to play an acoustic set, you know, in a park. And then I'm like, come back to the venue. By that time I'm back to the venue, the sound, the lights are off, the sound is done. Wait, I'm packed up already. Oh, yeah, that, that's happened to me like 10 times probably. And then you got to just like deal with that. So then there's been many, there's been, I could think of multiple times when electricity's gone out. Um, oh man, those are. So I learned. I sort of learned. Okay, if this happens, then I could do this. So multiple times. I remember one time, and it's actually funny. It's happened twice in Florida to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zero sound. No mics working. <laughs> no beats. Um, no lights at times, and. How do you navigate that? Yeah. You know, I don't want to get um that's what the a lot of the acoustic stuff started coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I remember yes, and people those become memorable shows for people. Yep. I still had uh actually one of the members of um 
DFL um, in California mm-hmm. um, was telling me, was remembering a, a night in Pomona when that happened to me at a skate park. All mm-hmm. the electricity went out. I brought everyone to a parking lot and we did the a circle. Right. And I, I just put a chair in the middle that became the stage. Yep. I don't know. It's just about being flexible and and making the show happen no matter what. I think, yeah, every show's different no matter um, if it's West Coast, East Coast. Yeah, that's just. You got to prepare. You got to be ready. You have to adjust. Mm-hmm. No questions asked, no excuses. Easy knows this very well, especially oh. on different shows. Oh. Me and being solo, him being in a band, even him working at a venue reading the crowd <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, well, can, no, it, you can stay you can leave but easy knows it best go ahead <laughs> well no, it, it's it's super interesting because like um i remember when i had my back surgery you know everyone's like you gotta take six weeks off you have to take six weeks off just lay in bed for six weeks a week after my back surgery i was doing a show at Stella blues one because it was the 420 show and you gotta represent and two <laughs> i needed that for my healing i might not have been yeah. able to move I might not have been able to jump around or throw myself on the floor like I would usually do, but mm-hmm. I needed that to know that once I was healed, I could go back to being myself and it was going to be okay to be myself. You know, we, t- we talk about it a lot and, and I definitely, you know, like, like for example, Miles and, and the lyricism and you and your performance and your lyricism as well, you guys make me want to level up. Um, and, and that hasn't happened for me in a really long time. I've been in a couple of really dead scenes where everyone's just kind of happy being mediocre. Um, and more power to them. They're living their life. They're creating an art. I pour no salt on anyone else's hustle. But it's so incredible to see and to have these, these moments where you can watch somebody and be like, okay, now I have to go back to the woodshed and I got to retune everything and I got to go back out and do this and level up. You know, it's one of the most incredible things that are out there. Um, now you're doing this on the level of getting to see and play with on their final tour, um, no effects. And their live show is absolutely, has been absolutely ridiculous since the first day when they didn't know how to play their instruments. And all of a sudden <laughs> they learned how to be musicians. Yeah, do you know, do you know about that? The early days? Do you know about I mean they're you know, they started when we were before mm-hmm. You know, they started playing before I was born, but mm-hmm. um, the band started in '83, so I was wow. two years old when mm-hmm. when the band actually started playing shows, and they did not know how to play instruments. And but yeah, they are a, an incredible, well-oiled machine. Now I get to see them play all the time, and um, they are they're masterful, really. But it's um, it's a different kind of thing. Like they're they they thrive off of banter they're like masters at banter mm-hmm. which gets them in a lot of trouble sometimes but <laughs> but uh but yeah it's cool to see their version of performance and what's what works for them it's mostly mm-hmm. just super type punk rock right killing it and then just lots of jokes and banter and and <laughs> all all four of them it's kind of rare to see a yeah. band when all four of them have something to say at all times yeah okay so, they, they all got funny um things to say yeah they're um they're all i respect them all very much 
It's been amazing getting to get into beat uh, led into this world. Right. A lot of these relationships they've had for 30 plus years with the, the crew members, like uh, their um their their sound engineer and tour manager Kent has become I've become really close with him. Mm-hmm. Um Rugs, their tech, they're like guitar tech and um road dog for 30 plus years it's been with with them and i now i've like been allowed and i'm like the young one of the youngest members of this family that's been around for a long time it's been really a privilege to be around them because that's some ogs there's and there's no better way to get introduced to that level of performance and those stages than being with these cats was the first i remember the first the first show we did with them on a big stage in austin was nerve-wracking it's like you get 10 minutes you don't get a sound you get a line check festival style and i'm plugging things in and i remember um rugs the guitar tech helping me out and i was like this dude for no reason he just kind of liked me right started like helping me plug things in he saw that i was nervous and yeah you know um and we did we did a good job in the end but mm-hmm. yeah it's just another level it's a very different animal um and it's and i i'm very lucky to 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 the learn the the ropes through these ogs right. you know well, uh, no, I, don't, that, I don't remember what the question was but <laughs> no it's all it's all good don't worry about the question the the, the answer was much better than the question i think I, like you know we had we asked you questions but that answer was but it's so super interesting when you know i say last um losing you a little bit yeah it's a little bit in and out and ah easy easy uh the vibe was great we just gotta go back at least a good three or four sentences uh see i'm speaking truth and and that's why the internet doesn't want me to to be heard no they hate on the truth they hate on the truth so much they're like no no can't talk about that um but no it's it's super interesting because when you know you were on the show the last time you talked about how your life has become super interesting because now here you are you know having your acoustic guitar playing at fat mike's pool um and (laughs) like that was the easter egg for me like i actually go back the minute that first song was dropped and, and the, the first Rolling Stone article was written, I went, oh, my gosh, we got that spoiler before everybody else. <laughs> so thank you for that. You, you know, we, we really appreciate it. And also, it's, it makes the most amount of sense. Someone who's studied the business the way that I've studied it and understands the way things go. You and Fake Four have always been about music first, the politics nonsense later. And not mm-hmm. like politics as per pick a side, but politics as per the stuff dealing with the music business. Um, mm-hmm. And No Effects is really the only band that has done it to get a little bit of mainstream success. Same way. Same way. Yeah. Right. So yeah. The only thing no Effects is a DIY band to this day. In fact, to the point where they're playing these shows where there's 10,000 people at them, but they are booking their own spaces. Mm-hmm. they're 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 doing it outside of live nation and people are mm-hmm. people are jealous of this other bands are jealous of it because a lot of times the way live nation works 
Live Nation will offer you a big guarantee. If you're no effects, they might offer you $250,000 guarantee. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fat Mike said, no, I'm booking my own parks, locations, venues. I'm keeping drink sales. I'm putting on the bands I want to put on. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm making and I'm taking the gamble because I believe in what we do. And guess what? Mm -hmm. It's paid off way more than those $250,000 guarantees. And he's taking care of all his people in the meantime and cutting out the big uh, monolithic middleman. And that's some real DIY at a, at the highest level, at the highest level you can have. And it's, it's so interesting too, because you, you actually have said it in, in lyrics where you would prefer to play the small intimate shows in some of these crazy punk rock festivals. Um, mm-hmm. I, that is a quote. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I've done rather play floor gigs for 40 kids than any festival stage. Yeah. And, you know, I probably still am better at that, but I'm appreciating the exercise of Mm -hmm. winning over thousands of people and guess. And at this point right now, I can tell you that I'm getting used to it and I'm figuring Mm -hmm. it out just Mm -hmm. like anything. Um, And I, I think they're just different animals. And if I could, I think now it's at the point where maybe the 40 person shows are just not going to happen that much anymore. You know, like they're like, they are a hundred people minimum now. And that's a, and that's a blast too, you know? Yeah. But well, and, and it's so interesting to you because like, unlike other aspects and, and again, not pouring salt on anyone else's hustle, but when they go, you know, say a smaller room, like the state house or something where you have the 250 people there, it's not like you're sitting downstairs and, you know, waiting for them to call you up. You know, you're out there, you're engaged, you're shaking hands. You know, you're genuinely loving people, especially when you come home to, to Elm City. Um, you love oh, yeah. Elm City so, so much that even with the co-defendants record being out already, you now have, uh, you know, an Elm Street uh, live streaming on all uh, streaming platforms as well, where it's just you, your acoustic guitar. And at some points, yeah. just you smacking your acoustic guitar or just freestyling without a beat at all um and it is just as beautiful as when you see your you know videos of you surfing on you know the subwoofer that you shouldn't probably be on (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah if you i i hope people can appreciate i mean i think the way to reach the maximum amount of people is is probably doing what we're doing with codefend it's like sonically it's mostly right. because of what people have become accustomed to sonically because mm-hmm. of radio and popular music. So we made choices as far as the mixing um, of who to work with. When we started working with Scott, this is a cat that worked with Blink-182 and he knew and Avril Lavigne and stuff. He 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 knows pop music. It's still mm-hmm. like a really interesting take on pop music as far as... yeah. But it was when we first heard it, we were like, that's too clean. That's, mm-hmm. The vocals are too loud. The beats are too compressed. It's like, and Sam and I kind of had to, Sam is my bandmate, one of my bandmates yeah. in Code Defense. We had to kind of suck it up and be like, well, how is this going to reach the most people? And um, and if, do we want radio play with this? And these are the kind of, this, this is kind of where Mike came in and was like, what do you want to get out of this? Do you want to reach people with your messages? 
the, as much as possible because the way to do it is to make something that sounds familiar sonically that doesn't sound out of place next to whatever other pop modern rock band whatever mm. uh, is going to be played after you you know what i mean so um right now we're hitting radio all over the country like um Yes, you are on WNHHLP 103.5 FM. So and myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rain's Elm City Made EZ Blues is in the building. Chesky Ramos, continue. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, so right now the, the joints are getting played on a lot of the alternative and uh, modern, what they call modern rock stations still all over the country and um, and XM and, and in Europe and whatnot. And I'm and I'm really happy with the choices we made production wise. And really those were Mike's decisions, but um, I'm glad we went with his decisions for it mm-hmm. because now we're getting considered in a space that's not as underground as what I came up in. Um, and we're able to break through the new audience that would never have given a chance if they just mm-hmm. heard me doing my Elm Street sessions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think now they might give the Elm Street sessions a chance. Mm. It, they might be able to be like, oh, this is a dude that could do this co-defendant stuff and sound like this. Maybe I'll, I'll, they'll give the, the raw acoustic and the raw hip hop stuff a chance to. Always. Uh, yeah, and, and honestly, that's, that's one of the most important things to do. And, and I love how we just kind of, authentically got on this topic because it is super super important i i'm a big fan of, of lyrics and a big fan of getting that message out there but you know as as i've stated like with shame penguin we try to be the spoonful of sugar and the methadone as well you know because you, you kind of have to be you know that's <laughs> a crazy way to that's a crazy bio <laughs> thank you thank you we're trying but you know i've also found out that sometimes when they're when the band is playing more of that poppy saturated stuff I'm allowed to say a lot more. If I can yeah. make it catchy, um, I can tell some truths that probably shouldn't be said. You know, my my, my hero is always going to be Tom Waits. I want beautiful melodies to tell me terrible things. Um, I love and Tom I Waits. Kind of we all love. By, we're by big by Tom Waits fans in our <laughs> in our band. Sam's <laughs> uh, probably awesome. the biggest Tom Waits fan, but he naturally just sings that way. It's not like he's right. mimicking Tom. He just no, has no, that no. voice. I, he talks that yeah. way. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I that's never, definitely I one of that's still one of one of his heroes. Yeah. Right. Um, and and it and it totally can can be heard throughout the entire thing. Um, you know, like brutal. Oh my gosh, it's mm. by far one of my favorite uh, hooks in there is because you're saying you know because um, heroes are human and humans can be flawed. That includes you listening. You're not immune. You know, and then you switch it to you know. Heroes are human and humans can be flawed. That includes us singing. We're not immune, you know? So at no place are you putting anyone ever higher than the other, but there's so much more subtexture to that. You know, there's actually a message in this wonderful, catchy hook. It is extremely important to make sure that you have a third party out there to tell you this might be a little bit more marketable if it sounds like that, even if it fights against your artistic side. Would you say that's true? Yeah. I, th- I say so. And it wasn't, you know, it was at first, I'd say when I first got a shot at 
at the big time Hollywood. When I was <laughs> when I was in my when I was in my twenties, and we were working with Snoop Dogg's um, team. Mm-hmm. I was in, a, in my band Toka back then. I fought tooth and nail through every mixing choice. They were mm-hmm. trying to say Dr. Dre wanted the vocals louder. I was like, nah, this is indie <laughs> music. Dre don't got to say in this, you know. I was seriously like screaming at someone in an Escalade. Surrounded by blunt smoke and guns. You know, don't touch my mix. Don't touch my mix. I'm 25 years old. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> And we made a really amazing, weird record that mm-hmm. didn't go anywhere, and the band broke up. Oh, but wow. maybe if I sucked it up a little bit, some of my pride, and let them do what they did best, uh, could have gone further. It could have been different. We weren't, yeah. we weren't ready for that at that time in life. And so Sam, I kind of explained that story to Sam, and I was like, hey, this is a time. Let's, let's actually try it out in a way that doesn't mm-hmm. feel familiar. A step out of our comfort zone in some ways we could write these joints but um when it comes to marketing it or like producing it that let's let's try it in a way that might be a little more pop or something like that <laughs> right well and i i love that too because you know from from the indie artists and you know the they're constantly backpacking and, and doing what you need to do and living in your car to get from mm-hmm. point A to point B and having a whole bunch of extra miles so that you can go and, and, and jump on those airplanes and hope to God they don't mess up your guitar because everyone wants to mess up your guitar. Um, you know, while you're doing that entire show, I I oftentimes don't bring guitars um, with me. I borrow guitars yeah, or I yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's a much it's a much smarter play. It's I'm much, broken much and play. lost many of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, it's gotta stay this, I've got to keep control of it. But you're right, you know, and, and we talk about Al Pacino. Al Pacino does these big budget Hollywood films so he can do Shakespeare in the park for free. And mm-hmm. if more of us artists were like, hey, let's polish this up a little bit and give it out to the masses so that I can go scream into a microphone in my bedroom and release that on my band camp for nobody just because I need to have that aspect or, you know, the book on tape that I'm never going to write that I just scream in, in, into my phone. Um, you know, <laughs> if that could be financed by like the pretzel times or more of like the, 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 the sugary stuff that makes so much more sense. Um, unfortunately, you know, we are starting to get to the end of this and I feel like this should be like a seven hour show. Um, oh yeah. It was, it's always a great chat. <laughs> also imagine people looking through our voice memos <laughs> after we die. <laughs> this oh, yeah, was an no. insane person. <laughs> He just keeps going la 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 la. Think of that. <laughs> oh no, I got it. It's it's three in the morning. Oh, I got it. Uh, la, yeah. la la la. <laughs> oh, it was la la la. Where okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Like, hmm, this mushroom pizza has made me understand where I need to be right now. <laughs> but no, it's it, it's such an incredible story, and and you know, it's one that I I said it's needed for Elm City, and and I one of the reasons why I think. I, one, I love and respect you and everything you do as an artist so much, but also I know the further that this, this project goes, 
it's a bigger light shined on Elm City and the incredible talent that is here on Elm City. The Sam Carlson's, the Alexandra Burnett's, you know, the, um, the, the, the peasants, you know, all of these incredible, incredible, incredible musicians that are out here clawing. Definitely. Just, I... just to make good art. And, and we appreciate you for that. Um, and we appreciate you taking that swing for Thanks us. Thanks for saying that. And Thanks for saying that. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if everybody does. But if, well, not, that's fine, if, cause, if cause the now people I'm going to tell them, I'm going to tell them <laughs> on this radio show, I'm going to say it live. If you don't see it that way, that is a problem with you. And your yeah. art probably isn't, isn't at the point where it needs to be. Make or it's not art, even that. It's food. just like, yeah, I think sometimes people think, take things personally when it's mm -hmm. probably not, um, no. you know, get more people <laughs> thinking about you yeah. because it's like, yeah. But the truth is, someone might not even be thinking about you. Make yourself right. seen. Make yourself like, you know. I definitely don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to get too deep into that. What I do want to say, what I do want to say though. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, thank, thank you for having having me on, and I and I'm so happy that we could do a proper full band co-defendants show um in connecticut september 3rd at space ballroom that's gonna be i'm so happy we could bring that show to to this city in this state because um that's a rare thing and it will be a rare thing because it costs a lot to make it happen a lot of mm -hmm. expenses flights and it just we worked it out this way and, it, and it's a rare one so hope people and we're happy out. to have you here with us on behind the brand chesky thank you so much uh we want to thank you so much back to back of course man take care of yourself and we're going to end it off with bad business on wnhhlp 103.5 fm new haven myself prestige and my partner in crime long island raised elm city made ez blues thank you again chesky appreciate you check check yo I'm just being honest, man. After every song, I could take a lie detector test, and I would pass. This is a true story. This is not an allegory. Yeah. Uh, no first day kid needed. Put on my mic, I just bleed. I think I'm sick of this climate. It rained on all of my dreams, but I saw a ghost through moth by clothes. He haunts me when I sleep. Two fingers to the western sky, I'm waving them like peace. Don't be placing me in no niche. Don't go toasting me in no bar. If I don't die young, then so be it. I'm still a poet at heart. Do not go gentle into that good night, Dylan. You came too far. And don't ever lose sight of who you are. Uh, I'm thankful for my English teacher. Taught me how to breathe. God, thanks for my depression, cause it taught me to be deep. I Learn from all the nights when I would try to get to sleep on someone's hand me down family couch. You better believe I went from broken, broke to broken to hole and hopeful. A he from a sleepy town with eyes bulb wide. So soulful, I know the lonely road up will go to no ovals. Go see a show for sure, I suppose. The most quotable, huh? That's just the shit that's inside me, isn't it ironic? The more I set up, the more the myth will define me. If being lonely is a drug, I guess I live with sobriety. And I live with it kindly. Take care. Been months since I slept in my own bed. Unsure if I'll ever have another home again. More surreal than cerebral swimming. Sees a fragile ego saying, No, don't make you evil, but it's harder than my head. Friends stopped talking to me, not sure what I did or said. Just got older, blood colder, juggled Fabergé eggs. Some lost battles to the bottle and the needle. We can be such feeble creatures. Counted blessings, numbers ended negative. Please never go general. 
keep learning from the obstacles. At times it feels like we're stuck in a pattern, but try your best to not settle. All I want is these beliefs to be flexible. No Jesus, peace, and no devil. When I was a teen, I used to scream uncontrollably, thinking I was a rebel. Today I'm grateful to be getting on time, taking all these broken bones. I know adulation alone won't make individuals grow right. Call it whatever you want to, but try to be honest and fight it for autonomy, cause I gotta be me and that's all that I actually need. Take care of yourself, don't ever relax Stop turning away, don't ever look back And burn all those bridges everyone has Until you finally learn the way to Take care of yourself, don't ever relax Stop turning away, don't ever look back And burn all those bridges everyone has Until you finally learn the way to Take care of yourself, don't ever Everybody who helped me with this tape right here Everybody who helped me obsess over the name for like five years I make the album art in my room with a piece of paper and a pair of scissors Shout out to Neighbord on the beat Shout out to my dusty ass Yo, I'll see you guys next time